All right, all right. Greetings, everybody. Roberto Germán from Multicultural Classroom. Welcome to our classroom, where we like to chop it up with individuals doing different things and related to education, because we're all on a journey and education doesn't just happen within the four walls of the classroom. I'm excited because today we got a young man who's doing some big things, Stalin Giraldo, who I've been working with and I've known for, for quite some time, as a youngster, uh, when I was working at St. John's Prep, I recruited him there and then went to take on a, a challenge at a different school, but nonetheless had the opportunity to introduce him to that institution and uh, been watching from afar, watching you do some great things. So extremely excited to have you here today. Thank you for being here. It's Stalin, I'm going to give you the floor so you could go ahead and introduce yourself. Why don't you tell the people who you are, how you self-identify, and where you were from? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me, first and foremost. It's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to be working with you. Um, my name is Starling. Um, I go by Starling Kid um, as an artist online. Um, I'm a multimedia artist, musician, and filmmaker. I uh, grew up in the Dominican Republic, and I moved to Lawrence when I was 10 years old. Um, like Roberto said, I, I went to St. John's graduated from Providence College and pursuing a career in film and entertainment. Um, I, my mission is really just to tell underrepresented stories about marginalized communities and families and upbringing and really bringing those to life in a compelling but relatable way, uh, really to, to challenge society and to bring a new voice to the table. So that's what, that's what I'm all about. And I'm excited to be here, man. I'm excited to talk about the project we've been working on. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. And, and we're going to unpack a little bit more your whole mission of telling um, stories from, from the perspective of marginalized groups. Love that. Uh, I would like you to just share a little bit about your educational journey and background. You mentioned St. John's Prep and you mentioned Providence College. If you could give us a little bit more uh, and in that, how did you get to where you are today? This young filmmaker who's up and coming, um, and I, I feel great about your future. I think you're gonna do great things. I think you're gonna blow up with what you're doing, uh, but love for you to share how it is that you got to where you are today, uh, especially because there might be some young folks who are interested in, in being uh, filmmakers or just interested in multimedia, uh, but also for educators so that they can hear uh, stories from individuals like you and it might inspire them as they're working with youngsters to um, consider how they're approaching young people, consider how they can lead them, guide them, support them so they could get to the place that you're at and, and beyond. Right, no, for sure. I So for me, I like to say that my education shaped the way I think, but also shaped the way that, you know, the, the course of life that I've taken, because like if it wasn't for my educational journey, I wouldn't have made the connections that led me to realize like, oh, film is what I want to do because it combines all the fundamental principles that I, artistic principles that I've gathered throughout my life, but I'm also able to, to say something bigger uh, and bring a voice to the table, right? Through through a, a very unique and mass-consumed medium, right? Um, like I said, I moved to Lawrence, Massachusetts when I was 10 years old. So, you know, I, <laughs> I guess you could say I was a nobody, you know, 
Um, I, I had been, I've been always involved in the arts. I've been painting and drawing since I was six years old. And I picked up music, picked up piano when I was like 11, 12. And just, you know, I've always been working on my hobbies and talents on the side. Um, you know, went to went to charter school in Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Family Development Charter School. Um, and from there, you know, I was able to always keep up like uh, my educational journey. That was always very important to me because I knew it was something that my my folks, my parents didn't have, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's always been driving me forward. Um, but for me, it's been a challenging journey because I also know like you know, I have this passion of mine that is ultimately what I want to make a living out of because it makes me happy, you know, um, and not just, you know, not just following a traditional educational journey, right? And something, you know, studying something that, you know, perhaps I'm good at, but doesn't necessarily, I know fundamentally doesn't make me happy because, you know, I'm not, I'm not telling a story that can change someone else's life, right? Um, so nevertheless, I went to St. John's with, you know, with the help of being at the charter school and, you know, learning English, like, you know, really working on on my educational abilities, but also, you know, my craft over the years. Went to St. John's, did a bunch of clubs there, that, um, really involved with the art department um, and you know, God, I'd say, I think that's where, like, my first years of social justice and activist work also uh, was put into action and, and to practice. Um, and through that, I realized, like, what the kind of stories that I was passionate about telling, you know, from, from you know, things that happened in my community and underrepresented community, right, in Massachusetts, um, you know, going to a predominantly white institution kind of, propelled me and bring out that energy in the way that I represented myself, the way I represented my people and the way that I others. Uh, from there, like I said, I went to, I went to Providence College and that was, you know, and college is a different environment for sure. Again, another predominantly white institution, but definitely much larger and less supportive than the bubble that I had been used to at St. John's, I want to say. Um, and that really, like, you know, that pushed me even further outside of my comfort zone because there was less support, you know, and finding myself navigating these spaces. You know, I realized I took a film class um, my freshman year analyzing film. And I, I'd always been into movies, like, growing up all the time. But I never, it wasn't anything that I ever considered, like, looking at that i'm like oh like making those things is an actual living you know like i never that just never crossed my head before until because i i came into college undeclared i didn't you know i didn't come in with a specific major that i had chosen already i was just kind of taking different classes i took marketing and you know like film and you know just a different bunch of classes and it wasn't until i took that class that i realized when you study something, you know, like the actual theory and practice of it, mm-hmm. that's when I realized, like, hold up, wait a minute. Everything that I've been learning throughout my life, artistically, I find it in this one medium that, believe it or not, is the most consumed art, art form there is, you know, in our society, you know, and along with music and, you know, and just entertainment in, in, in general. Um, and that's when I realized, like, 
I am really passionate about this and I feel like I can pursue I can pursue a life telling the stories I want to tell in this way and reach the most amount of people and reach different communities and propel people to think differently to see beyond their own little bubble and their own perspective mainly a, like a white you know a white predominantly white and homogenous perspective um because that's what the industry has been for a long time and that's what our American society has been for a long time. Um so you know again being at, at that institution pushed me beyond my boundaries uh and and really developing a, a social activist voice I think and for social justice and realizing that I I can I have the complete autonomy of choosing what stories I tell mm, right um and when I tell a story it's not for my own you know my own like benefit or my own i guess um you know from my own stance but it's really to represent people that's what i do it at the end of the day for and that's what fulfills me and i hope i by doing so i can fulfill other people as well as i aspire a career in directing and producing that's dope that's dope man representation matters and yes, sir. we we need more filmmakers like you who come from um, your perspective, who who understand the immigrant experience, who who understand uh, the the joys and the struggles of, of coming from a city like Lawrence, um, who's navigated not only that space but then navigated the predominantly white spaces uh, and done so successfully. So props to you for all that you're doing and, and for your your vision uh, in terms of your filmmaking. Um, you, you took on, you directed and edited my video, Yo Soy Un Platano. Uh, and with all that you have going on, why did you decide to take on that project? And, and if you could describe the process of working on this project, including the trials and the triumphs. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, you know, uh, I was really, really excited to work on this project when you first, you know, when you first proposed it to me. Um, you know, bef even before we had even discussed the topic or what, you know, the, the spoken word piece, what it was about, I had a feeling that, you know, I, I know the, the context and the topic of this project was going to be impactful. You know, it was going to be something that I could relate to because, you know, I also know your background, you know, coming from a very similar background and also seeing the great work you've been doing with the multicultural classroom. I knew that it was something that was going to align with my mission, but it was also going to, uh, you know, further my 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 thinking, my perspective, and allow give me a chance to like stand up for the culture, um, and, and really bring that to life, um, to different spaces, right, in ways that I haven't been told before. Um, the process, you know. Uh, we we kept meeting regularly, which I, I, I really like to do. I really like conversation, really taking bits and pieces and, you know, strategizing what's the best, most succinct way we can come up with the best project as efficiently as possible, um, you know, to, to really bring it out to the people. And I think we I think we delivered. I think we did do that. And I'm very proud to say um, that I really enjoyed the process working together. Um, you know, and that sort of thing as well, you know, meaning regularly and discussing like the, pro you know, the, the idea and figuring out what shots we want, you know, how can we get footage, you know, it, 
it, it can take a little slow sometimes. It could, you know, it's a lot of back and forth for sure, but that's the beauty of it. You know, that's the beauty of creation. That's the way I see it. Over time, it, it's it's a muscle that you develop, right? It's a muscle, it's a visual creative muscle that you develop when you do one thing for the first time or the, you know, uh, for the first couple of times. I know for you, it was probably like a, a different type of process maybe that you followed in the past. And for me, it's, you know, it's a similar process, but I like to say that no project is ever the same. You know, I never really follow the same exact process okay. with, with every project because the context is different. Topic is different. The story is different, right? Um, so I, I really enjoyed um, taking on this project because it's very, very important and core to my identity. Um, and I want to see how it resonates with other people who also identify as a Dominican immigrant or someone of Dominican heritage like ourselves. Right. Um, but even more importantly, people that don't identify as being Dominican and seeing how that resonates with them, you know? Yeah. So from my perspective, um, you know, I wanted this piece to be created by, by somebody uh, from a Dominican background who understood the Dominican American experience. And, you know, I've been following some of what you were doing. You had put out the, the short film, um, the name of the title escapes me. Give me the title. Heritage. Well, Heritage, I did see, but the, the most recent one was like the Into, horror one. Oh, uh, Into the Frame, yes. Into the Frame, yeah. And I was like, oh, snap, you're stepping it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had, then I, you know, checked out like some of the other videos you put out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to work with a styling because, you know, he'll understand what I'm trying to do here. And for those that, that those of you that don't know, you know, I, I might have shared this once recently, but if you don't know, I actually don't really like to be in front of the camera. And I shared that with a styling uh, <laughs> and he did challenge me on that. And and even throughout the process, there was some feedback that you gave me. And I'm like, all right, you know, like back to the drawing board here, um, which was fine because I'm like, you know, for me, part of this was like trust exercise. Like, I don't like to do this type of stuff uh, if, if I'm not working with somebody I trust and... There's a lot of people I don't trust, so I just don't do it. Um, but I understand that, like, at, in this season of my life, I'm, I'm trying to come back to the fold in a different way. And as you said, we could use this medium to, to really impact people and reach so many people because so many people gravitate towards this, towards the visuals. And, and so I'm like, all right, fine. You know, let's work. I'll, I'll be in front of the camera a bit. I'll try to loosen up with that. Um, but also understanding that you would implement my ideas in terms of making sure we're representing these core aspects of the culture um, so that it just really connects with people, but also it, it gives that feeling that we wanted to give and portray that aligns with what I'm saying in, in the spoken word piece, just so you platano. So I thought, you know, you, you brought it alive well, but that you also did a good job in the director's seat of offering me that constructive feedback that sometimes we don't want to hear or we, we don't want to implement or whatnot. And and that's important. It's important for us to be able to, to listen to, to receive and to apply constructive feedback. So I appreciate you for that. For sure. And you know, I like to say, you know, like, I, I'm glad. First of all, people need to know this about me. I'm going to challenge you in any way I can. <laughs> I really am. Yeah, because in my experience, that's the way we learn as human beings. That's the way I've learned everything I picked up throughout the years, you know. 
you know, learning is relearning, you know, lear- writing is rewriting, like learning is just, you know, picking, picking up something and, and revising the faults, right? Revising the areas of improvement. How can you get it better? What can you change to, you know, to maybe represent the content in the most in the most solid, efficient way, whatever that may be, whatever your goal may be, you know. So I was I was also challenged, um, also working I think remotely as well, you know, with someone, um, no, you know, the constraints of not being in the same space and figuring out like, okay, who's getting what footage and you know how how are we how are we inserting this clip here, you know, how are we gonna how are we gonna make all everything align together, right? If we're not even in the same space together, you know, because I, I can very much be a kinesthetic and physical person, you know, like moving, moving visuals here and there. So like even for me, you know, that was a challenge. But every time I've challenged myself, so I get even I exceed my expectations, you know. And that's what I like to bring onto the table whenever I collaborate with someone. It's you know, it's just how do we how do we challenge each other and how do we push each other to tell you know, the story one that we want to tell in the best possible way um, and, you know, retain its authenticity uh, while doing that. So I, I definitely think we deliver in there. And I appreciate you for trusting me in the process and also pushing yourself a little bit, you know, like being in front of the camera and, you know, helping yourself like exercise that muscle as well. For sure, for sure. And, and to give further context for the listeners, we and the viewers we filmed this well you know i'm in i'm in tampa florida and it's that lens in um been back and forth between providence and lawrence and and so that's what he was referring to the the challenge of like all right you know well how do we piece this all together and then on my end you know my devices are acting up major uh so between the camera and, and the computer you know, some things weren't working out as smoothly for me. So I got my niece, um, Maya, Maya Savala involved. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to need you to come through uh, with your device because you have uh, better better quality uh, for the video. And so, you know, thankfully we were able to do that. Um, but we're, we're excited about this project and to share with y'all, which will be done tomorrow. So y'all be on the lookout for that. Um, also in the process of printing up some t-shirts. I'm still working on the mock-ups, but there's going to be some Yo Soy Un Platano t-shirts. Uh, so y'all got to peep that, rock that, represent. Um, I want to get into this, this last segment, which is having you share with us, what are some ways that film can be used to enrich the educational experience that perhaps educators have not considered. And, and as a young up and coming filmmaker, what, what type of support do you hope to receive from people that will help you get to the next level? So we'll start with that first piece, which is again, what are some ways that film can be used to enrich the educational experience that perhaps educators have not considered? Right. Um, I think film can be used as a form of conversation. Uh, something that I've learned in my own educational journey and studying film is that I at least believe, and you know, there's many theorists that think differently, but I believe film is a language itself, mm-hmm. right? Separate, you know, separate from what we speak, what we hear, 
what we, you know, it's a language of interpretation. And through interpretation, I like to think that comes conversation and comes challenging each other. And through challenging comes education. I think film is education at the end of the day. Um, I, I, my experience, Phil, you know, we typically, I've gone into a classroom, it's like, you know, the teacher shows, you know, he might show a film and depending on the, you know, depending on the professor, the instructor, whoever it is, you know, maybe that might be a conversation afterwards. Maybe there might not. Maybe you just have to write a paper on it and give your own, like, you know, review on it. Um, the most impactful way that I've learned from film is talking about it afterwards, you know. Uh, when you see something on the screen and, and, you know, the instructor brings something in and you're watching it together in a classroom with people, obviously it's a little bit challenging right now during COVID times, you know, but, you know, it, assuming that this is a normal world, like being able to talk about something you just watch and recognizing your own interpretation of that content and seeing how it aligns or it differentiates from the person next to you brings about that conversation brings about that conflict film is all about conflict if there is no conflict there is no action and there is no action there's no character there's no characters there's no there's no script if it's a scripted thing if there's no script there's no story right so at the very core it's all about story i think in the educational world um film can be utilized as a form of com of communication, of conversation. And not only that, but bringing film practice into spaces that typically don't, you know, regard it as a main, uh, as a main part of the curriculum, you know? So like I said, so I've been in classrooms where, you know, the professor would kind of just slip a film um, or a movie, maybe at the end of the course, or maybe just like as an extra credit thing where you just like write a, you know, write your own, review on it or that sort of thing like no and i've been in other spaces where the you know there's actually a film every week and part of the class is you know it's a major discussion on it and you're taking notes and what other people are saying and what you think and you know synthesizing you know how how does what i learned in this story play out in my life and how does it apply to society at large right i think that's the key to bring in film into education. Um, and I would also say that it wasn't until I took uh, classes, you know, and really studied the, the medium itself, you know, that I've, I've, really, I've learned a lot of the context behind it, the history. I think it's important, very important to learn the history of it. Like I mentioned before, I didn't recognize how white, predominantly white and privilege you know people that have gone into film have been you know um the kind of backgrounds that they come in you know like when when do you ever hear of like uh dominican spielberg you know to that to that degree right yeah, which no i'm trying to change that you know do it Honestly, you know but you know to to my point is that le learning the history behind it really helped me appreciate the medium even more because it made me realize what it's missing right and throughout its history and it made me realize that i have everything in my power 
and my potential to bring about that change, not just change the history of the medium itself, but bring it to other, to, to other spaces that can take away from it um, exponentially. So I, I really think that's, if you ask me, that's the future of film and education. I think that's the, that's the part that it plays into educating the, um, the, you know, the, the entire person. Well, to build off of that, that's awesome. Um, to, to, to build off of that, what, what type of support then do you hope to receive from people yeah. that will help you get to the next level, that will help you become that Dominican Steven Spielberg? <laughs> um, I, I want to say, first of all, that, you know, it's definitely a very challenging journey. Um, you know, it, it's not easy to convince people that, for you know everything nowadays has to sell you know if something doesn't sell it's like it's not really respected as a as a profession as you know as a legit medium as a something that's like a staff well established and legit whatever that might mean <laughs> whatever that means really um and you know with that being said like it takes a lot it takes a lot of hard work a lot of grind, a lot of revision, a lot of, you know, soaking up stories as much as possible, conversation, but also support, you know, whether it's, you know, donating to a short film that is being shot, uh, an independent film, or, you know, showing, a, a, doing a screening of an independent film at, you know, if you have a business, right, a, a local business in the community, and you think it's a it's a film that can bring about a great cause for for the community that you serve, you know, something that's just greater than running your own business itself, mm. um, but really about bringing people together. You know, that sort of thing, I think, is what I need in my own journey to 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 get to that end goal. Right. And like I said, it's just I never think about my career and my journey in this uh, as a solo thing. It's a village to make a film. First of all, um, it's impossible. It's all about networking. It's impossible to make a film on, uh, solely on yourself. At least, of you know, a large movie of that degree. Um, that it's not like a small production like the ones that I've worked on in the past. But it's you know, it's support can look in many different ways. You know, it could be as simple as, hey, someone just dropped a new thing. Let me repost on my story on my social media. Hey, let me tell people about it. Word of mouth. Um, if there's a fundraiser or crowdsourcing being done for a new project that, you know, that's going to benefit um, many communities or community at large, you know, like if, if you are able and have the capacity to like donate to that cause, because it's, you know, I think that's the hardest thing. It's like convincing people to help you fund a project is very, very difficult. Um, I'm sure that you can attest to this too. And that's not just film, but, you know, any community-based work, whether it's a nonprofit, whether it's a festival, an event, um, a film, any kind of artwork, like uh, a workshop, you know, anything like that, it's, it can be hard to, to sell people. But I think, I think the key is to think about it not as like you're trying to sell someone. It's about how does that person's mission or project align with my values and the values of my community 
and my own morals and the way that it plays into society. How is this going to add to the greater good, you know? And how, what, how can I play my part? If, even if I can't support financially, how can I play a, a, my part? How can I be a piece of this, right? To help that person bring that story forward, bring it to life and to fruition and let it, be, you know, grow a life of its own. So I, I think that's the kind of support that I as an independent filmmaker need um, to really represent my people, represent my culture, and challenge spaces that are not, you know, that are not used to hearing our, our stories right. and our perspective. Right. Because if your own people don't support you, who else do you expect to support you, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, to, to me, that's, that's a major thing that you're hitting on, you know, like that we got to stand up and, and represent for our peeps. So if you're from Lawrence and you're listening to this right now, my expectations you're gonna you're gonna support the young buck, Starling. You know, si tú eres dominicano, if you're Dominican, no está escuchando, ya tú sabes que apoyar Starling and sus esfuerzos. He's not just doing it for him; he's doing it for the community. So step up and represent. So where 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 can folks actually before we go to the where um what is a message of encouragement you want to offer the people that are listening that are watching right now uh, message of encouragement huh i want to say no you know that's cliche as it sounds but you know ne never stop never stop whatever you're doing you know um i think people I think people think that they have to like wait to become a certain type of person to get started on something. Mm. Um, but remember that hobbies, um, things that like people might regard as a hobby or, you know, as a side, like as a side thing or side talent that, you know, doesn't really, isn't really considered like as a legit like lifestyle, like I mentioned before, right? Those are the important things. Those are the things outside of your day job because you might have a job just to pay your bills that you might hate, right? But if you know you're doing whatever it is, whatever you're doing that fulfills you and you have a passion for it, keep doing it. Don't stop. Because if you're stopping, you're listening to people that want you to stop and that might not even be supporting you, don't want you to get far ahead. Um, I recently read this book that um, I my the biggest thing I took away from it is that don't wait until you know who you are to get started. Because if you wait until that point, you're never going to start. Right. We're always getting to know ourselves, right? Right. Always you're always changing. You're always growing. Right. The best moment to start is now. It's in that moment. It, it, it doesn't, and it's not like don't, don't make ridiculous um, goals for yourself you know you don't have to start making like the next you know the next blockbuster movie or you know the next like Coachella or or crazy event or like the next Grammys or anything you know or the next like corporation or booming nonprofit. start small start analyze your life situation and start wherever you know you can start 
what you can handle. Right. Just don't wait too long. Where where can where can people follow you? They can follow me everywhere, man. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. LinkedIn. Tell them your handle. Tell them your handle so they're aware. Yes, sir. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Starling the Kid. Uh, you can and as well on YouTube. Um, you can watch some of my films also on Film Freeway. Same thing, Starling the Kid on YouTube. Um, and you can also follow uh, follow me, connect with me on LinkedIn, Starling Giraldo. Um, you know, we keep that for the professional side. But yeah, I'm I'm everywhere. Well, I'm hoping to be on TikTok soon. Um, so we'll keep you in the loop for that. But yeah, Instagram, Twitter, follow up with what I'm doing. Hey, go ahead and follow him now. If you use any of those platforms, please do so. Connect, follow up, support the young brother, Stalin, Stalin Giraldo. Man, I want to thank you. I'm so grateful. And this ain't the last time we're going to have you on the platform here at our oh, classroom. No. You oh, know, boy. I'm hopeful, as I told you before, I'm hopeful that we can take what we've done with Yo Soy Un Platano and really build that into a series that focuses on identity, particular in particular Dominican uh, American identity. So, you know, I've mentioned to you, I got a, a few other pieces, Yo, yo um, Café Con Leche, Lengua, a few other pieces that I, I really would like to um, partner with you on and develop just to like keep that keep that energy and, and develop our partnership and our workflow and whatnot and just create something great for the people. So I, I anticipate uh, having you back on, but I'm grateful that you made the space to be here with us today. You know, man, you know, I'm here and I'm looking forward to, to keep working with you. And also for anyone out there listening, like, hey, you on Instagram, you're on Twitter, you're on YouTube, my email, find my email, it's all attached to my social media. Like, if you're interested, and collaborating like just hit me up dm me text me email me whatever like that that's really how you know how we step up for the community for our people and i'm always looking to co collaborate with new creators because that's also how i learn in my own practice and i hope that i can teach people something new as well you know we're all teachers and students that, that's what i like to think um and like you said education extends far beyond the four walls of the classroom so collaboration i think is key for education so hit me up any you know anyone that wants to collaborate work on a project like i'm all ears and i'm always trying to look for the next thing so when i see a good thing you know i i don't i don't i don't skip on it you know i address it because i think it's important so thank you for having me man i'm looking forward to it our pleasure, our pleasure. Hey, to all of you who are hanging out with us today, thank you, thank you. Share this. Go ahead and bring other people into the conversation. Follow up with us. We appreciate you. Welcome to our classroom. We out.